You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We are the Guys in Shorts King Show. Last week we went two and two by extinguishing the flames and harpooning the Canucks. But we got greased by the oil and caught rabies from the Coyotes. And that's it, Kings fans. We are officially eliminated from the playoffs. We've known this is coming for a long time, but it doesn't hurt any less. So, I'm Dennis Wilson, and here to talk about all of it is James Whitlock. Is it October yet? Jordan Heckman. This is the end, my only friend, the end. That's impressive. You're welcome. And also, we have a returning special guest, Michael Timoney. I don't have a drink in my hand, but... What the hell is wrong with you? I'm sorry. Jordan will get you. Uh, oh. <laughs> there you this go. Is, that was good. <laughs> Second time here. You know how this works. Yeah, well, I usually give mine to Jordan. <laughs> He needs it. He looks thirsty. Why am I the resident alcoholic? <laughs> he looks, he looks oh, thirsty. Oh, that's right. I'm about you, to shotgun a beer. You have yeah. six beers in front of you. I think that uh, answers itself. All right, Jordan. <laughs> all right. Well, as you guys know, uh, I've got a deal with all you guys. Um, every time we get a hat trick, I shotgun a beer. And the only time we've, I've, we've ever had a hat trick this season is uh, when we get Gordy Howe hat trick. So, Kings, if you ever want to score a traditional hat trick, I'd be more than happy to do it as well, too. All right, this is where podcasting becomes great because you guys can't see shit. <laughs> but try not to get beer all over. Jeff it's not going to happen. Don't worry, we're periscoping now. Perfect. Have you hey, done this Gallo. before? I have. Not with this knife, though. Sorry, oh, Jeff. my God. Sorry, Jeff. Are you, do you plan on That's drinking it. any of the beer? <laughs> In the That's can? how he gets out of shotgunning it. There we go. That's for a Ginla. Nice. Right. Very it. good. Very good. All right, Jordan. So, yep. what are we doing? Why don't we talk uh, a little bit about what happened? I don't think we need to bore everybody with stats that don't matter anymore. I don't know if they ever mattered, but what happened, though? Well, not the goals. Oh, and real quick, just fair warning oh. we are watching the end of the. Uh, Kings Edmonton game as Jordan is trying to find his notes here, and uh, what, what's the score right me. now, Michael? You, you it is see it. six to four. Drew nice. Doughty with the empty netter. Drew. Ooh, minute twenty-one left. Ooh, a beer. All right, let's do this. <laughs> All right, we start off last week losing to the Oilers two to one. Unfortunately, uh, no shocker. We went down to goal to start. Um, what? <clears throat> is what? that possible? We can do that. Yeah. You would think that it happens all the time. Never mind. (laughs) 
actually, their first goal got waved off uh, due to goalie interference, which was good for us. Uh, the Oilers also had a, a second goal waved off uh, due to a possible premature whistle uh, on a McNabb penalty. Again? Mm-hmm. Is it often that he's premature? I don't know. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the loss allowed uh, Edmonton, Anaheim, and San Jose to all clinch, which is a huge dick punch uh, to all Kings fans. Yeah, that's that. That sucks. It's that time of year, though. It's happening. Every yeah. game is going to. But it didn't have to be our new. game that that, that, that yeah, allowed it. It's uh, we're biting it this year. And then also too, to add insult to injury, uh, that that ended a ten-year playoff list streak for the Oilers. It's been ten years. Since they made the playoffs. They uh, just suck less. That's what it is. Oh, well, we'll see. The last time they were in the playoffs, uh, they had they had Stahl and Green. Wow. <laughs> uh, also on this night uh, in hockey history, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, got, Red Wings got eliminated from the playoffs, uh, missing their playoffs for the first time in 25 years. That's an interesting one. It is, right? Wow. On the same night as the Oilers decided to get their so shit So much together. for a hockey town, right? <laughs> And then we moved on to the Flames. Uh, we won that game 4-1. to one. Uh, We started down a goal again. Wow. Uh, if I haven't said it before, Kachuk is a piece of shit. <laughs> you have. Yep. Well, here we are, here we are again. <laughs> I'll probably say it again at some point. We play we it one more game, time. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be there. Uh, all the Kings goals, Kings goals came from players with repeated numbers, 22, 88, 11, and 77. I thought that was an inter- interesting coincidence. Uh, ben Bishop collected his second win as a king, and Lewis played his 500th, ga- 500th game as a king. I got one on that game, and I heard it after the game. Uh, Aginla, with that game-winning goal, is the seventh player ever to score 100 game-winning goals. Wow. That's great stuff. That's a lot of great game-winning goals. Yeah. 39 years old, you earn a few, right? Yeah, just a few. Still a lot. Uh, Aginla finally won the first star of the game with his Gordie Howe hat trick. Reminds you, I just shot in a beer. Much deserved. I have here in my notes it says re-sign him now. Uh, Johnny Hockey needs to get a fine for embellishment after shaking his wrong hand after getting quote-unquote slashed. Fuck that kid. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Yeah. Do you like the Flames? No. Okay, just I do checking. not. Just checking. Can't tell. Another reason to re-sign Iginla was he actually had a great fight against England, who spells his name like a retard. Um, <laughs> no offense to retards. No, 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 of course. Uh, he went out and picked the biggest guy on the other team and decided to beat the crap out of him. Well, it's uh, only because he like slammed Kopitar's head into the boards. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but someone had to step up, and it was Iginla. And he didn't. So, yeah. didn't Bernstein, hesitate. f you, buddy. Iginla brings grit to this freaking team, and we need more grit. Said it on record, and uh, they responded. Yeah, absolutely. With seventy-four total minutes of penalty time, that's a lot of time in the box between the two teams. It was fifty-two. Uh, for the Kings, uh, 70 of those came in the first two periods. That pretty much ended after Eginla got in that fight. Uh, the Flames wanted nothing else to do with us. So well, was it, that was the game where Andreoff had 24 minutes by himself with two 10-minute misconducts. Right. So yeah. <laughs> kind of padding our stats on that one. <laughs> A little bit. We'll take it. We'll take it. And then it. I think Nolan got ejected or something like that, too. <laughs> after that, we shut out the Canucks to nothing. Another goal by Eginla, which was actually his third in a row. Quite Which frankly, who doesn't sweet? destroy the Canucks these days? That's true. Uh, big notable here is we actually didn't start down a goal. Good for us. <laughs> I think that breaks like an 80-game streak. Wait, <laughs> wait till you get to the next game. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> Shit. 
Uh, Quick recorded his second shutout of his much-abbreviated season. Uh, This is our first time winning consecutive games in regulation since February 1st of this year, which is pretty freaking sad. As I mentioned before, Iginla had a three-game scoring streak. Uh, He also hit 625 goals, tying Joe Sackick for 15th on the all-time goal list. Pretty cool. Uh, Iginla also scored his 1,299th point of his career. And a quick note here, Toffoli was moved down to the third line with Brown and Shore, where he got his goal on a three-on-two chance. And then we play the Coyotes. Uh, unfortunately, we lost that game 2-1, to one, and as you all know, that eliminated us from the playoffs. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it in. We were back to our old way, starting off down a goal. Shocker. Um, again, an, an early Arizona goal was waved off after a successful coach's challenge. Unfortunately, Arizona responded quickly on a power play goal going up one nothing. Um, the only goal that we had came off of an Alex Martinez dumping. He wasn't even going for it. It just happened to bounce off a Coyotes player. Uh, Quick made the save of the game, kicking the puck out like a fucking ninja. The Karate Kid save? <laughs> yep. Karate- <laughs> That's a good name for it, Dennis. Hey, like should, hey you know, you got to be careful, though. That's how you get a groin injury. That's true. <laughs> careful. <'Cause> it's, <laughs> Too soon? It's, Too not, soon? <laughs> it's not worth getting one right now. And Arizona, surprisingly, is 19-0-4 when leading entering the third period. Who would have seen that coming? Another Ginla stat, uh, because that's pretty much the only thing good that's going on right now, is he played in his 1,550th game. Uh, Kings lost all three home games against against the Coyotes, being outscored 14-8. Not very good. Um, I've got a little quote here from Captain Kopitar after the game. He says, it's a very empty feeling and sour taste. We knew what the situation was the last few games. We gave it our all. It wasn't good enough. No shit. I think that's a little unfair to say that Aginla is the only good thing going on right now. Because I think we would all agree, if we thought about it, that we also turned the page on our calendar in April. We get to greet Miss Lindsay. So oh, that's yeah. that's a good thing going on. With the Kings right now. Is it weird that I almost wore that same bikini tonight? <laughs> that, that would have been weird. <laughs> Come on. We got the kids coming up and showing their stuff. I think, no, that's, I think I, it's the future exciting. is good. That, I, that's, I, it's exciting. There's, you're, you're seeing these glimpses of speed and, 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 uh, and some power behind the puck, and, it, and it's something that you don't get to see a lot of. It's something that's not associated with Kings too much. You, you see it more on the defensive side. So seeing these things now, if you're not excited to see those things to get ready for next year, I think this is kind of the preview. You know, we're watching the trailer for the next season, and and it looks it looks like it's going to get exciting if they get some time to develop those young guys. Like all trailers, though, we need more explosions. True that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. True that. <laughs> also, too, at a time of recording, we are watching the uh, Kings currently beating the Oilers 6-4. to four. I would like to point out that Johnny Brodzinski has his first two NHL points with Woo-hoo! two assists. All right. Love it. Congratulations. Go, Johnny. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I, what we're seeing out of the, the kids is great, especially with everybody talking about how shitty our farm system has been uh, lately. So it's we're actually turning out some some decent talent here. Well, the the incoming talent hasn't been there. We haven't been brought a lot of people in, but the people that we've had, we've we've been developing. And I like the system of of kind of grooming everybody as kings, uh, because because whether they go up or down, they're still playing the same game. Yeah. Uh, and and that I think is a is a solid 
a recruitment tool to know that you're going to go to a system where you're going to learn how to play on the team. You're going to get a better chance to stick with the team and get get some time on the uh, on the main ice. So perform in, in, in that same system. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I I think it's a solid um, point for us. It's not something that's going to show on Sports Illustrated's uh, you know farm system statistics or whoever does their uh, statistics. True. Is that a thing? Yeah, <laughs> it is now. <laughs> but you know, we can see it as fans that it, it's playing well for us now in the uh, last couple games. It always helps too when the the farm coach gives into the system. Yeah, because I mean, that's the whole thing. As long as the coach gives in and works that system, once they come up, the only thing that's really different is the speed and who you're playing with. So at uh, the last watch party, we were there and got some interviews talking about, was this season a win with all the things we put up with? Let's give a listen. All right, so we're here tonight at the watch party at the Hooters in Long Beach. The Kings are taking on the Flames. Uh, right now it is 2-1 in the third period, and we're going to go around and get a couple interviews. And right now we have, uh, what's your name? Uh, Gene. All right, Gene. So with all the injuries we had this season, obviously it's not looking like we're making the playoffs. With... Quick being gone for half a year, playing basically 500 hockey, still being in the playoff hunt with like 10 games left back a few a few weeks ago or a week ago. Do we feel this season is a win? I mean, as if you ask any other team, if they lose their number one goalie for 59 games, where would they be? And the fact that the Kings are still have a hope says a lot for the team right there. Because if you lose Lundqvist or anybody else like that, they'd be completely out. Look what happened to Montreal last year. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, we're going to let you get back to the game. Thanks a lot, Gene. Yeah, thank you. All right, so we're here with a friend of the show, Augie. So, Augie, with this season, quit going out for 59 games or whatever it was, us basically playing 500 hockey, having to change everything that we do to be able to, to keep up and have a shot here at the end of the season, we're probably not going to make it. But... We have a shot. Do we feel that this season is a win with all the injuries we've had? No. I mean, this team, with the expectations that are set so high, you have to put yourself in position to play for the Stanley Cup, and not making the playoffs is unacceptable, no matter what the situation is. I mean, if you look at the way the puck possession game is, even without quick, they were fifth in the league in defense and goals against average. We're just not putting enough pucks in the net. So no matter how you slice it, it's a disappointment from the offensive standpoint. Spoken like a true L.A. fan. Awesome. Thanks, Augie. All right, man. I do want to point out that Augie is flashing out in his all-Dodgers gear. Got his Dodgers, L.A. Kings hat, his Carter Dodgers jersey. Pretty proud of you, man. This is yeah, a, this thanks, bro. Appreciate it, man. Right. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. Good to see right. you guys. All right. Thanks. Gentlemen, can I get your name? My name is Rick. My name's Eddie. All right, guys. So we've been kind of decimated with injuries. Lost quick for 59 games. So probably not going to happen. Do you still feel this season is a win with all the injuries we've had? I I, I do. I, I feel I feel the young guys have gotten a good look this year, and uh, we have something to build on for next year. I think we got a good core group still. I mean, Kopitar's still in his prime. I, quick, and all the uh, up the young guys have have uh, grown a lot this year. So I think yeah. Yeah, and sort of the same along the same lines. You know, you never call season over till it's actually over. Um, but I feel like a lot of these young guys coming in from the rain, uh, once they start gelling with the veterans, a little more, give them a season or two, I think we'll, we'll see a totally different Kings team that we see today, this season. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Okay, so who do we have now? Edward Contreras from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. From Toronto? 
So are you a Maple Leafs fan too? Yes, I am, sir. Diehard Maple Leafs fan since 1995. And then I became a Kings fan since 96. So either way, win or lose, I'm still a hockey fan no matter what. That's awesome. You, you can have a, a team from both sides. So we lost quick for 59 games. We uh, got a lot, of, bunch of other injuries. Kopitar, Gabrick, Toffoli. So despite all that, we're probably not going to make the playoffs. Do you still feel this season has been a win, that we've been this close to the playoffs this late in the season with all those injuries? Uh, I don't think it's a win because you got too many players who got injured, like like Toffoli, who like Gabrick got hurt, and then quick upper body injury will cost us a whole season, almost to a month. Now, we got Budai who helped us with the rest of the season to March. So we'll see how they go next year. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a decent season next season with maybe resign a Ginla or possibly get Duchesne or someone from the Avalanche or who knows on the offseason. Anything can happen. Right on, right on. Thanks a lot, man. Okay, well, it sounds like everybody is on board with, uh, you know, everything we went through this year. We still had some positives to come out of it. And uh, and our good friend Augie uh, did have some contradictory terms uh, in his statement. So going over that, Michael, I know you also put out some some words for Kings fans because we're seeing a lot of blow up in social media right now about the disappointment of the season. And and uh, I think you got to look at it from different perspectives because there's there's some really strong points for, for a, you know, a win in this season and, and some positivity. So, Michael. Yeah, I mean, Augie does bring up a good point with, you know, you're not going to win games if you're not scoring. And I 100% agree with that. Jordan Hedman School of Hockey. <laughs> um, Enrolling now. But, uh, I mean, my whole take on it was, you know, once that game was over, I just all the negativity that was on there, it kind of like really upset me because people are saying things like, you know, well, thanks for saving me money on playoff tickets, Kings, and, you know, like, oh, what a horrible season and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, was it really horrible, though? I mean, the number one goalie in the world went down game one in the first period. Okay, uh, people, you know, instantly negativity about that. But we were fine because we had Peter Budai. Like, Peter Budai was an absolute savior this season for us. Well, I mean, Zadkov goes out with the same injury. Yeah, but who cares? And Budai, well, <laughs> I mean, the point was, it just kind of all laid out yeah. to where we got Budai in there. Yeah. And nobody was saying, well, we got Budai, so don't worry about it. When he came in, it was just kind of like, well... He, what's he came this, in. What's and, this guy going to do for yeah, us? Yeah, he came in. And we were like, "Cool, we have our third string goalie right, starting nobody, for us." At that point, nobody was looking for us to do anything. No, at that point. So to be disappointed now, mm, yeah. as as a Cowboys fan, I, I don't mean to mean to bring football into this, but it's, it's kind of the same thing we had with you know Tony Romo and then his back going down. And then now you know Dak Prescott. Now, mind you, Dak Prescott's the future, and obviously Budai's not. But it's it's really impressive to see someone that's a third stringer who is not even supposed to play on the big team this year, come in and have that great of a performance. Hashtag Tony Romo retires. And on top of that, I mean, if you just watch, like, Peter Budai's story, if you saw that black and white episode about him, I mean, when he went to Winnipeg, he got sent down the farm team. I don't think he won a game there, and then they released him. And, you know, which brings me to the next point of, like, people saying, you know, fire Dean Lombardi, fire Daryl Sutter, and it's like, well, Dean Lombardi got Peter Budai for us. Like he saw something that no other team saw, and he said, "Yeah, 
come have a professional tryout and we'll see what happens. And that was, I think, what, last year? And he tore it up in Ontario, was the number one goalie in the AHL. Then we have this weird incident where both our goalies get hurt and Peter Budai comes up and keeps us in the running to make the playoffs. And with people saying, you know, fire Dean Lombardi, he's made stupid trades and Daryl Sutter, like fire him. He's not good for us and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, people relax. Like we're the LA Kings. Like we're used to not making the playoffs. Well, once you, once you give LA fans a taste of blood, that's all they want. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. You can't be greedy. Like, look at Detroit fans, 25 years in the playoffs, and now they're going, wait, what What channel does hockey come on? Like, we're just used to being at the game. Like, if you ask a Red Wing fan, like, if somebody comes up to a Detroit Red Wing fan and goes, how many months is the season? They'll say eight because they're usually playing in May. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they'll say nine because they're playing in June, you know, because yeah. they're that good. And it's normal for them. But now they're all going in around crazy. Like, what channel does hockey appear on in May? <laughs> yeah. Because right. we're not used to that. It's not we ESPN. Don't, yeah, we don't know what to do right now, you know? But, like, for us, we've had so many years of not making the playoffs that you can't, you can't get greedy. You can't well, be greedy. Two cups in three years, I think that's pretty awesome. And that one year we didn't do it. We didn't get to the Stanley Cup final. We got to the Western Conference final. After having such a long season, to get back into the Western Conference Final is pretty amazing. I would also like to point out that we were back-to-back full-season champs because that one in the middle there wasn't a full season. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, as as much as you might pick on Lombardi, and the Kings have made some emotional decisions on, mm-hmm. on you know, we owe these players because of what they brought us. But he's also, like, he also brought Sutter midseason. Yeah. Right, yeah, and look how that turned out. He's, he he's a loyal guy. In, he brought in the key players that brought us two cups uh, in the last minute. To so Here, here's another thing too, Jerome McGinley. How many people were pissed off with that trade? Everybody. What you don't understand is he got Jerome McGinley for free. We Absolutely traded free. Dwight. Right. We traded Dwight King to Montreal. They gave us a fifth round pick. We then went to Colorado and said, "Hey, we'll give you a fifth round pick if you give us Jerome McGinley." Cool. What people didn't realize, like, yes, is he a crafty old veteran? Absolutely. But he's played with Daryl Sutter for many years. He knows how Daryl Sutter's system works. Then he came in, and how many goals did he get in the short amount of time he was like playing? Like six goals, six. Yeah. which like, is more than half the team. Exactly. Like, if you're going to go on the mentality of, we didn't make the playoffs, so fire everybody. So does that mean, like, what in, What if the players in the interviews go, well, the fans weren't loud enough during the game, so it didn't motivate us to score. What are you going to say to that? Because there have been games where I'm sitting in the stadium and I'm just like, oh, God, it's so quiet. And we're, we're playing San Jose or we're playing Chicago, but there's more Chicago fans in there because people have sold their tickets so that they can make some money. And it's like, that's not, you know, that's not what you want. I must not have been at those games. <laughs> <laughs> no, usually when you're at a game, it's pretty rowdy, and it's probably you starting it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like that's the reality of it. Like, look at Edmonton fans; they haven't been, they haven't seen a playoff game since Jarrett Stoll and Matt Green were in the Stanley Cup Finals wearing Edmonton Oilers jerseys. That's like a long that's, time ago, guys. That was a very, yeah. l- very long time. ago. That was what the year after the lockout or before the lockout it was 06, 
I believe. Yeah, I think it was 06. Okay. It's 2017. Like, they finally get to see playoff hockey. What, what, what was going through every Edmonton Oilers fan's head? Oh, they were still huge fans. Exactly. Like, that. those— Oilers fans are diehards. Like, well, they I, live in Edmonton. I mean, oh, there's not much to do. I get it. <laughs> but still, like, you can go anywhere in Canada, and it's hockey 100% of the time. Like, places shut down just to go to a game. And it doesn't matter how much it costs. It doesn't matter if your team's in first or last. They're going to be there because— that's that's their team, and nothing comes between them and their team. And unfortunately, I think you touched on a good point, Jordan, is that in L.A., there's so many things to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. L.A. fans are like, well, I could spend money to watch a team lose, or I could do 50 other things with my money. Well, so look how many sports teams we have here in L.A. All got, of them. Oh, absolutely. Dodgers. Angels. Now we got Rams. Chargers. Like, there's, there's just there's two, two of, of every two sport. Of everything. Yeah, yeah, two of everything. Two and at the Rams games, except like, for baseball, once they started losing, it's in Anaheim. we could barely we could barely get twenty thousand people. Yeah, thirty thousand people in the stadium. So, uh, it fans just drop off once once there's not uh, uh, W's in the column. Yeah. And, and like Augie said, I mean, he brings up a great point. If you don't score goals, you're not going to win games. And me, when like obviously I didn't play anything near like super crazy competitive hockey, but to me, I play defense, and I feel like defense does win games, and that does not apply more than our team. You know, like we win games two to one, three two. It's all one goal games, and when your number one goalie, and probably the best goalie in the world, is out, that's going to take a toll on you because then you're looking at Jeff Carter, Andre Kovatar, Tyler Toffoli, Tanner Pearson. You're looking at all these guys to put up major points every game, and it's just not going to happen because, you know, uh, when we were driving over here, James brought up a good point. You know, our system has been kind of the same all season and people have adapted to our system because of how great we were the last few years. And from winning the Stanley Cup that they're like, we need to do whatever L.A.'s doing. They know how to hit people. They have speed and they have goal scoring. How do we get that? You know, and unfortunately for us, we have some crazy contracts and if fans want change then we're gonna have to get rid of a lot of players to create cap space like let's face it we're probably gonna be rebuilding and it's gonna be rough again well i will tell you this i I did a little research and and it looks like you know we talk about the system that we have it hasn't changed uh with lombardi like we we know that we're a heavy defensive team and that's our game uh not having not going very deep on scoring this year has hurt us and and I think the scoring that we do have with we have Carter who's really done something but everybody else kind of panned off you know we we heard a lot of heat on Kopitar um, but people have figured us out and if you look at our games this year we've only gone over 500 against seven teams this year so have have the has a league looked at us and said hey how can we nullify some of the hits and some of the some of the hardcore defense that they're playing um reduce the forecheck for LA so that we can get moving and then and is speed a factor how do we shut how do we now shut down speed since we know the NHL's going that way like we have to now adapt to the way other teams are going and not just say we're going to stay rigid to our system yeah everybody's basing it off of LA Chicago Pittsburgh, Washington. Those are those are the four big teams that 
they're like, okay, whatever they're doing is working because they've been going deep in the playoffs. I mean, obviously not us so much the past couple of years, but Washington's always in there. Pittsburgh's always in Washington's there. Washington's deep, though. Like, I think this is the year Washington's finally going to win a cup. I think Ovi deserves it more than anybody. He needs to have his name on the cup because he's an amazing player. And I really hope Ovi gets it. He's one of NHL's uh, top 100. So, yeah, I I would agree. If if Washington can can blow out that uh, curse they have and and just... (laughs) Don't you kind of want him to be the Dan Marino of hockey, though? No, not no. at all. That was, that was Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> yeah. like, all right, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I nobody, feel bad. Or Ryan, or Ryan Smith. I mean, Ryan Smith should have got a Stanley yeah. Cup. He was amazing. So I, I, I think, yes, I think, I think it's a marriage of both. That mm-hmm. we got to be proud of what we did this year. But at the same time, we've got to fix this lack of speed, this, um, you know, in relation to other teams. we got to figure not, out how to slow other teams down. because We know how to slow other teams down. Fucking hit them. It we, didn't work this you're, year. You're right. Jordan Hagman School of Hockey, you hit them. It but we didn't, didn't work this year because we, we were didn't. hitting them. We were the leaders in the NHL on hits and still. Because we didn't have offense working. Like we, we, we talked about it. You have one line. We had the Carter line. That 70s line was the one line. How do you stop a team with one line? You Neutralize that one line. Well, it's not that hard. On the games we still scored three and four, we still lost. We're still letting teams get 40 shots on goal this year. You also don't have your number one goalie. That that, that has not a lot to do. We're talking about shots on goal. That has nothing to do. That's all defense. The biggest problem we had this year was our power play. Our power play was, was not terrible. good. It's it's. The power play has to change because right now what we have is just what's called the umbrella setup where everybody's on the outside. There's not anybody really in front of the goalie. Like when we had Ryan Smith, we were scoring power play goals because that's where Ryan Smith gets all his goals is in front of the goalie. That's what we need. I mean, there's only so much a coach can do during a game. He could write up a play, but it's up to the players to execute it and when you're, you know, I'm pretty sure, as well, you know, too. I'm pretty sure Sutter's not saying let's just pass the whole time, you know, right. you got to take a shot. And yeah, if there's somebody's in front of you, oh, well, you you shoot because a junk goal is still a goal. You can get lucky. It could go the other way, but you never know unless you shoot the puck. And if there's traffic, just shoot. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and, we're, and we haven't been aggressive to get to in front of the net either. And, no. and teams have been successful in pushing us out. If you watch how mm-hmm. they play us, they're pushing us out and not letting us get inside the circle. So. Well, I, I still believe I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys, like, defense first. Like, that that's what wins games, what won us two cups. But we need to adapt something offensively. Now, I know you have to take away from offense to play that defense first game. But there's got to be something that can be done. Especially when it's your third string goalie. Like, let's not leave that out of this, too. You know, like, it's it's obvious that they adjusted their entire system this year to play in front of Budai. It's true. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, though. When Quake came back, we had a really good record for, what, five games, six games? And what happened after that? Fell apart. We kind of fell apart. And it didn't help that we didn't make it in the playoffs, not because we weren't we played basically five hundred even afterwards. We had a great run in the beginning, but then we started losing, you know, every other game, it seemed like. It just didn't help that every team we were chasing outperformed us, not by like one game, but by like four games. Everybody was winning and we weren't. So and that's not Quick's fault. That's not Bishop's fault. What did we lose those games by? Most of them we lost by it was like 2-1, 2-0. Oh. 
they weren't allowing a ton of goals. We just weren't scoring goals. And that's with two elite goaltenders there. The offensive system is still not what it needs to be. I think so. It's not, it's not at all. I don't think it's, I don't even think it's skill. I don't think it's speed. I don't think look at Anaheim. Like, and I don't want to like, you know, toot their own horn, but Anaheim has pretty much four solid lines that will score on you at any given point. And, and you that, hate Anaheim, right? I do. I, I'm not a fan of Anaheim at all, no, but I can, it is what it is. I can appreciate a good hockey team. That's you know, same with San Jose. They have four solid lines that and Brett Burns that's on fire. Yeah, I mean, if you have, I mean, for us, we'd be lucky if we had one and a half lines. Yeah, you that's, know, no, it's serious, and that's got to change. That's it's just I mean, you want to look at one thing. We've got to go deeper and have at least That's three lines. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll look at who we All have. All my life. Okay, L- look at look at the scoring talent we have on the team. It's not like we're a bunch of chumps offensively. The system stifles offense. I mean, we have So that's got to change. You have natural goal scorers on the team. Carter, Toffoli, Kopitar can put it in the net. We have Aginla now. You have Nick Shore, he was the leading scorer in the AHL before he got called up. I mean, we have goal scorers, but for some reason, when they get to the NHL, it changes because the system is that much more geared towards defense, and that has to change. We that started. Change. Uh, we started playing too. I noticed a lot of dump and chase hockey, and that was the uh, that was, what was it, the Mark Crawford era of just give the puck to them and try to get it back. And then that was the most frustrating part for me, like during those dark times, you yeah. know, when we weren't making the playoffs ever is that everything was dump and chase. Yeah. That doesn't win. It doesn't win nope. you games at all. all. And it obviously, honestly creates a lot of opportunity going the other way. Mm-hmm. So it, and it's a lot it, of odd man rushes. Cause you got the yeah. one guy he's checking and yeah. then it's one pass and it's gone. You know, and that's something that wasn't working all year. The four check wasn't working all year. And when we won cups, the forecheck was insane. It was so good. It was everybody was where they needed to be. There was so much pressure on the other team, and we haven't had that. But that's for where any stretch uh, of time this year. That's where somebody like Trevor Lewis and Kyle Clifford. That's where they are like the highlight reel of yeah forechecking. They put on clinics. I mean, I really you know I know we have that draft coming up for Vegas, but I really hope you know Trevor Lewis stays a king, and I hope Kyle Clifford does too because. Those are two guys that are the biggest pests in any four check. And I mean, same with Budai. They did a full fledged black and white episode on Trevor Lewis and everybody praised him. I think he gets like the he gets some award he's gotten in like the last four years. Right, in the from the locker room. From the locker room where it's a team vote and it's gone to him the last four years because yeah, he's of a beast. How hardworking he is. And I don't think he's on their radar either. I don't think anybody's no, I, really I think both of those guys fly under the radar. They don't put up a ton of points, but they do their job. That's yeah, like the right. most important thing. Like They're they've accepted their players. role. Yeah. Like Kyle Clifford knows there's a minute left and we're down by one goal. He knows, like, yeah, I'll be on the bench right here, guys. He he knows. But if somebody goes after Kopi or Carter, that's when Sutter's like you know, gives them the nod and Clifford goes out there, beats the crap out of them. Right. Comes out of the box after five minutes and goes and four checks and knocks the crap out of somebody else. And then he's off the ice. That's all he needs to do. Same with Lewis penalty kill. Get out yeah. there. He's in the lane at all times. And then he clears a puck and it's just cool. That's all you need to do. That's your job on this team. And he does it so perfectly. And that's, what's really great about, the Kings and the system, like everybody has their role. Mm-hmm. 
and pretty much everybody does it well. So that that is a one of the positives you can kind of take and one of the consistent things that we've had for a long time. And but the one thing you don't want to do is stifle talent. Yes, and that's with that's role what play, we, we you kind know? of we kind I think of we do. stifle talent, and that's it's come up several times this year. You you have to let, especially these young guys, creativity. They're they're uh, they're experienced in their inexperience, if you will. Like they don't know what they don't know. So let them just go play the game. And, and just be passionate about their play. And I think they create momentum. They create plays. And uh, and that's where we're going to see more goals come in. So without getting too ahead of ourselves, how do we fix it? Well, I think I think the last couple of years, though, we've had so much negativity in that locker room with certain players that we've had. And, you know, now with the switching of our captains, mm-hmm. I, I still feel like maybe the media is probably doing something behind the doors of, you know, we don't see it, but it's like, oh, well, you know, Kobe, you're the captain. You guys didn't make the playoffs. What happened? You know, like there's a lot of pressure on Kopitar this year. And I mean, when that whole switch happened, I heard an interview where Brown said he didn't want to he didn't want to speak about it because that day they announced Kobe as the captain. He wanted him to enjoy it. He wanted it to be fully about him 100 percent, which is. It's amazing. That's that's a friend right there. It's a and captain move. Too. Yeah, it's very it's captain like. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it is a captain move. And like, I mean, I I haven't always been the biggest fan of Dustin Brown because you know his his game has slipped away, and I think he just needs to figure out his new role because he's not that young eighteen year old hard hitting goal scorer that he was. He he's now a third liner that he just needs to. Same with Lewis. Just get down there, hit somebody, get off the ice. He's a grinder now. Yeah, exactly. So, And not that much of that. He's like, in the last three years, he used to be top 10 in hits in the NHL, and now this year he's like 27th. And I just think he's there's... Just dropping off. That's the, a lot of ice time yeah, taken away from him, too. Part of that's because he's losing ice time. And it, it's just a lot of weirdness going on in the locker room with all these, all these switches happening. So I think come next year... You know, all that's going to be gone. It's going to be a fresh start. Everything's pretty much going to be the same. Uh, hopefully, there'll be some moves made. Obviously, there will be because of Vegas. But you just, I don't know. I don't know if we have too much talent that's not meshing together or if it's a mixture of too many vets with too many rookies. Is that because Dustin Brown can't stay on his skates? <laughs> That's what I wanted. The, the ice time thing? Yeah. yeah. That's, that took a long time to get there. No, I mean, Dustin Brown actually had a pretty great year this year. No, he had he a, played his, amazing. His much better. I mean, yeah, it might better not be, in the second half than the first half. Might might not be on the, the score sheet, but when you look at what he did within his role, he was he had a great year. It's like he Patrick Marlowe. They stripped the C from him, and then now he's like a superstar again. And that's what I was hoping so for four Brown. Four goals in a game. Okay, so swinging it back around, Dennis win this season or big big poop I don't think it was a big poop with everything that was dealt to the Kings I still think it's a win for the future though like I no this we, season like do you No I think this season was a win for our future mm-hmm. if that's a better way to word it getting the kids some really hard minutes and uh showing them what it takes to play at the NHL level to play that defensive game. I just hope that they can make some adjustments to the system and allow them to do what they do and score goals. 
Because that's that I don't think there needs to be a total rebuild. There's a ton of talent and skill on this team. I think it just needs to be a little bit of adjustment to the offensive side of our system. But the season is a loss as far as the season goes, but I think it's a win for our future because we we proved that these kids can play, then they can play at this level and play well. This is a how many rookies this year? They're you know, you got Brodzinski, Ledoux. Five or six. Uh, yeah, five or six, and they're on the roster right now. And they just won tonight against a playoff team, a playoff team that's hot. Spoiler alert. So everybody already knows. It's cool. They're listening so to this I think tomorrow, James. A joke. Jordan didn't find out till halfway through this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Game was over half an hour ago. He just found out. So, Michael. Hey, I did think you guys we... know the Kings won tonight? <laughs> I think we know from your Facebook that you're saying win. Yeah, I mean, it's it's – yeah, I mean, I feel like with everything that's happened this year, you can't be as as negative as everybody's been. Like we overcame a lot of adversity this season, so I feel it was a win. But we do need to score goals. That's my big thing: is we need to score goals. And Jordan, where do you sit? On, on the, the couch. On the hate couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why I'm wondering: is it big poop for you or a win? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go both ways. <laughs> Not the first That's time. That's different. <laughs> it's like college. We are in Long Beach. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 gonna go a little rabbit pellets um, because we did lose, but we were dealt a shit hand, uh, and we did very very well with that. I mean, I, I'm I've said this however many times it's been now, but look at Montreal last year when they lost Carey Price, Golden and Robot Carey Price. Um, they shit the bed and they fell apart, and we didn't do that. And it's again, it's with our third string goalie. Right, right. But we suffered a little bit because we did have to adjust the system. But the fact that we were able to adapt to that with so many young kids, like Dennis said, you know, five or six young guys that came up this year, um, that that does on the win side show that we have a bright future, whether that's next year if we make the playoffs and make a deep run or if it, it, it's a couple of years after that when we, we're still in um, <clears throat> the peak of these guys you know, like Kopitar, Dowdy, and Quick's career. I, I, I'm looking forward to next season. October is going to be exciting. I agree. And I'm going to go rainbows and butterflies and say definite win for this season, guys. Get off the hate couch at your own house. Um, recycle that thing. Get a new couch because <laughs> we did a lot with what we had. I mean, there's something to be said about that. That you can, you know, if you if you're thrifty and you you kind of manage what you have. Then and you can make something out of it, then that's a bigger win than if you just have a stacked team and make it through. You're expected to win at that point. But if you're dealt all these shitty moves and, and, and injuries, <coughs> Bless then, you. then you're then you're uh and you still come close. Like we're at the we're in the last couple days, uh, and we just got eliminated. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest thing is this is the last week and we just now like, got we still eliminated. had a chance up to a couple days ago. So it's it's a win, um, you know. Put us put us healthy, um, and I think the Kings team grinds in the playoffs, and we're a different team in the playoffs, definitely than in, in the regular season because we're seeing the same team and we're just beating them down. So uh, put we, it in the win column, and we, uh, you guys, negative Nancys, uh, get off it, get over it. Let's we, get excited uh, about next year. Do we year. think uh, again? Let's gonna come back. Nope. Because do I think he's coming back? It sounds like he wants to retire. He said, I think he's yeah, he's done or you think? Just one more maybe, year. Maybe Iggy, give us one. 
Give us one full Augie. year. I, I said going to the Capitals or somebody that has a legitimate shot at still winning. But we do have a legitimate shot. Yeah, absolutely. We have a healthy Jonathan Quick. Yeah. I think he's I think he's in the right place if he wants to do that. I, yeah. And Justin honest, Williams I coming think... back next year, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> if only. Uh, if can only. You, hey, can you imagine the Caps get to the finals and it goes to Game 7 and that's his one Game 7 loss? Oh, oh my God. Uh, I would be so depressed for him. He's like, send me back, West. He'd be like, oh, God, I still have three steps. Stanley Cups. So, Dang it. Aguila, oh, yeah. Aguila <laughs> with the Kings in the 15 games so far has almost scored as many goals that he did all season. Well, actually, when I, I, I saw a stat, uh, it was the other day, so I don't know how true it still is because things change all the time, right? Uh, Aguila is the cheapest because he's free because yeah. that was a conditional draft pick, yep. which we didn't make the playoffs, so they don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is absolutely free. He score. He is number two in deadline acquisitions and goals scored behind Patrick Eves, and he was abs- didn't cost his damn thing. So I hope I that hope he maybe comes. he is rejuvenated by that. Uh, he he sees that he can play the system right. He's a, it's a Sutter system, and the Kings aren't going to change that much. Even if Sutter does decide to retire because he's got another year, they're not going to change that much. The the two guys under him, yeah, Payne and Stevens, are not. They're, gonna they're not going to change much. it that much. So it's still going to be the same. He'll, I think he's still got a he can feel at home here. And if we can bring him back and make it cap friendly, a couple million bucks, I'm sure he would. That's go the for thing it to too. Have a is shot. that he was like our missing piece for the power play. We've talked about it. We don't have anybody that goes to the front of the net. And Kopitar needs someone like that. And that's what Aginla does. When we mm-hmm. got him, that's exactly what he said. Aginla gets to the front of the net and he scores goals. And that's what he's done. And he's not in front of the net. He's off to the side ripping a one-timer. He's still got an amazing slapper. He does. Oh, and also, since the, the deadline, he is on a like 32-goal pace if he played a full season with the Kings. Yeah, huh. That was goals. my third guy. My third guy for 30 goals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah is, uh, I'm, I'm counting it. No, F you guys. Is uh, Pearson <laughs> going to get seven in the next three games? I think so. <laughs> hey, Carter. <laughs> hold on, hold on. He scored tonight, so we all need six more. Carter, great job. I owe you 50 bucks for doing your part. Uh, hit me up. I'll get it to you. I really, guys, I want again let <laughs> to play a full season. I, 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 I hope he does. to play a full season with us because he's a he's a good chunk of what was wrong with us like having him fixes a lot of problems with are you our saying power that play. he brings grit to the team yes he brings a lot of grit you're the bursting <laughs> no Fuck but like it. jordan's fired up about this but like just just think about it when he came to us how many power play goals did he have he's already had like two or three power play goals yeah he gets yeah. in front of the I, net I'm or he's sure ripping he was... a slapper he gets those he gets those ryan smith junk goals that's what we need. We need somebody that gets hit in the face of the puck and goes, oh, look, a puck, and hits it in. <laughs> like, that's that's what we need. If it hits off him and it hits the ice, he's going to find it, and he's going to put it in the back of the net. He did it against Calgary. Like, yeah, he's Dar- a big piece. Daryl Sutter said it earlier this season when there was a goal. I think it was off of I think McNabb's ass or something like that. He's like, you don't get those goals unless you're in that position, and Iginla gets in that position. Exactly. Yeah. Iggy's a big piece to solving this puzzle. I also, it's not just on the ice, in the locker room. He's a former captain. Exactly. He can help teach Kopitar how to be a captain because I don't know if Kopitar knows how to be a captain. 
I, I don't know he, if it's a personality thing or if it's just he doesn't show it on the ice and it's well, just I he's mean, a, a captain in the locker room. And he was with the the youngest NHL captain with with Dustin Brown, so um, it was at the time when he when he was given the C. So Brown kind of figured it out on his own, and that's kind of what our whole team is has gauged itself on that we don't have that strong hitting, get in your face captain. So, and that's the thing. Kopi has come out and said like. Even though Dustin Brown doesn't have a letter on his sweater, it doesn't mean he doesn't have a voice in the locker room. He yeah. still goes to Brownie for oh, I'm everything. Sure. And I'm sure Brownie's still in the locker room talking to everybody, getting them in shape. Same with uh, Matt Green. I mean, Matt Green is an absolute solid voice inside that locker room. I hope he finds a place behind the bench or in the locker room or something oh, with the he Kings. Would be like an I don't, amazing coach. Yeah. He's I don't, one of those guys like stole. Like there's there's always gonna be a spot for him. Like yeah, I, I really I truly hope so. I just hope he retires because we we need the cap space. Because we, <laughs> we need that two million. <laughs> we need the cap space and his back is done. So yeah. uh speaking of that, do you we we've talked about it a bunch. It's we've gone back and forth with Jesse Cohen on it. Uh do you think Kopitar was hurt this year? Do I think he was hurt? Uh, I don't know if you if you heard. No, I I honestly but, I really don't like. I'm probably one of the worst Kings employees. I just try to not look into any of that stuff. No, I'm not looking for an official. Oh like, no no no! Any, I, I would not, I wouldn't have you wouldn't, any you of wouldn't that. No, but uh, Jesse Cohen believes that he was playing with a bum wrist a bum wrist of some sort, whether it was broken or just hurt. But he was playing with the brace. Well, yeah, I was going to say if you saw his last interview, the last game, he had something on his arm, but. When you're playing hockey, you have adrenaline. None of that stuff matters. Sidney Crosby won the Stanley Cup with a broken foot. Yeah, like that's a good point. Yeah, an in, in injury and in hockey. He's a bitch. <laughs> he's a bitch. He like, chopped off a dude's finger. He's not that much of a bitch. <laughs> like uh, so is a lumberjack, but that doesn't I make mean, him a hockey player. If if he's hurt, he's hurt. If he's not, he's not. It's just one of those weird years for him where all of a sudden he went from being an alternate captain to, hey, buddy. We're going to ride you, and we're going to count on you to get us to the playoffs and get us to the Stanley Cup. Good luck. Like, yeah, he had experience as an alternate captain, but, like, now the media is – that's the first person they go to is Andre Kopitar, and they need to find out what the captain's saying, whereas before it was like, let's go to Brownie, let's talk to him, and now it's let's go to Kopi. And I feel like – He gives the exact same answers he always did. To the media, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say like the media plays a big role in screwing with players' heads, but it, it can I'm happen. Sure, it does. You know, it, they, they're it, human beings. Yeah, they're exactly. professionals, but they're still humans. Yeah, exactly. He is a human being, and that sort of thing could be intimidating. Because I mean, when he first came to America, his English wasn't that great. Now he's got phenomenal English, and now he's actually having to like. Holy crap! I got to talk to all these people. I got to say logical things, and there's a reason it, it could be intimidating for somebody like him, where you know it, it's a lot riding on him, and we don't know what's going on behind those doors. You know, yeah, we don't know how much you know Daryl's saying to him, what he's not saying to him, what's going on in there. If you know Dustin Brown's taking over, or you know, you, you just you don't know. There's a reason why people like Sutter and Totorella and like Bill Belichick talk to the media the way they do it's so they can control that situation so yeah obviously the media plays a big role in it so i think he hopefully he's just making an adjustment to that and hopefully he comes out next year and well just look at his last quote too that you said yeah. earlier you know it's a sour taste and empty an empty feeling 
It's a horrible interview to have to do right as you're oh, yeah. knocked out of the playoffs. And then what do you expect them to say? Yeah, well, honestly, like, it's actually kind of nice to hear a non-programmed answer out of him. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Because that's t- that's what you get out of Kopitar. Any post-game interview from the past five years, you, you he gets asked a question, and you can you know what he's going to say. It's, it's like, like why he's did they even go to script, him? Basically. Why do they even go to him? You're going to have one of two answers for every question. Yeah. Did they win or did they lose? That's the answer that he's going to give you. <laughs> and honestly, it's not just him. The, most professional sports athletes. Maybe he's just trying to make it easy for the media. They just select A or B. So yeah, if, exactly, you, if right? you watch like quick and you watch um, Brown now in interviews and you watch them over the years, all of them tend to sound like Sutter now. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny that except for all... quick, he will never he he he's not going to change his. Uh, it, it was it was all the team. It wasn't. I I just went out there well, and did my no, thing. But, but, the, but it, the team deserves the credit. Like, that, he, that's quick. When he uh, when he talks, the team played real good. There's yeah. there's uh, some good. subterisms in all of them now. Yeah. It's just kind of like they've they've been around him so long that they've picked up these. Well, they subterisms. play so well it's, in the media. So it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny to see that. Well, influence. and that's the thing too. It's like the last four years, the media has been hounding. Like we've been all over the media because of things that have happened in the past. So it's like, <laughs> I'm sure they just want to be like, can you guys just go away for a year? Cause that would be great. Like, yeah. we're, well, I think that's why they get programmed. And I mean, cause... like, I really don't think Kobe played hurt. I don't, it's just, it was a weird year for him. He got a lot put on his plate and we're kind of greedy Kings fans where it's like, Kopi, you're supposed to get two points a game. What's happening? We're LA fans. Come on. Exactly. Yep. And we, he had a bad year. I, I mean, it wasn't like a wasn't horrendous horrible. year. Yeah, well, he you still look at put it. up points. Like yeah, he still did assists, good. You look at his points, but he, he still had great numbers. If you're, that way, but. if you're a Kings fan at the game and you're not hearing Kopitar's name at least once per game, you're like, what's happening with them? When you playing? go, when you have a drought, goal scoring drought like you have, you're you're gonna get looked at. But a lot of people like to overlook assists. Yeah, and that's and where that's where he gets. It's, his it's, those point. are still those are still helping well, out. With I the mean, goal. look at Gretzky. How many more assists does you know he have than goals? And he's the best in the game. Yeah. Same thing with Connor McDavid. I mean, he's got a lot of goals, but he's got a ton more assists too. Yeah, and that's helping out my fantasy team. <laughs> Boom, James. Um, Michael oh, will take first place this year. Son of a bitch. $240. Speaking uh, of fantasy. Thank you. Speaking uh, of fantasy. Speaking of fantasy. Everybody give congratulations to Dennis. So anyways, yeah. next week we got... <laughs> <laughs> who cashed in a win by point one. Wow. Oh, clutch. To knock Came Jeff. back in like the last like six minutes of the last game to take out Jeff. Jeffrey Wilson, we thought you had it. And Dennis... Came through to be the stronger and wiser Wilson. That's right. And taller. And taller. <laughs> <laughs> Very much taller. You, you came up just short. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there we so go. great job, Dennis. You cashed Thank you. it in. Thank you. That won't happen again this week. Shotgun a beer. Oh. Do it. <laughs> I will come back on my throne and take you out. You kind of suck at fantasy hockey, though. Uh, I'm <laughs> kind of second place in our league, so I wouldn't say. So second place is first loser. First loser, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. I'm, I'm in first place. Well, first the worst, so, second the best. And, and 
background, Michael started this league, this fantasy league, and didn't tell any of us how the scoring works. Because I didn't know. My brother picked right. it. Of course. All right, yeah. blame Brandon. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I've dealt with that bullshit before. It's your responsibility to read the rules, James. <laughs> hey, go, go online and try and figure I, out I, I how. I got your back. Thank you. <laughs> go online and try and figure out how this thing scored. It you told us, me how it was scored, you I figured dick. it out. Like, exactly. Like, I didn't know. Five games in. And the, <laughs> the basic rule is to pick the players that score more points than the other people's players. Not necessarily, because fantasy hockey on Yahoo is like 40% goalie. So when he's picking a goalie in the third round, we're like, look at this jackass picking goalies already, thinking it's like football, and you're picking defense and kickers last. So we're all thinking goalies last, and he's like, goalie, goalie. Well, goalie's 40% of your total score. And I didn't know that. Of course you didn't. (laughs) I just wanted to get good goalies because you guys were all at Buffalo Wild Wings, and you need to get a new computer, by the way, because we had to pause our shit for like 45 minutes because you were too stupid to figure out how to get on the Wi-Fi. No, no. <laughs> Which kind of shows because you barely know how to work Periscope. Their Wi-Fi. I just found out. Oh, <laughs> no. It, it was running fine tonight. And the Wi-Fi sucked. And that computer got stolen That's out of my truck. That's because you so. practiced before you... <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally said, I need to practice Periscope. Hey, listen. That was the morning skate, dude. That was on the morning skate. Hey, and then, no, I believe you that got the win. Game. You I got the win. Right now. Boom. You won that game. 1-0. perfect. Defense. Anyways, back to fantasy. I think we need to uh, do a little Bark Madness update. Do we really? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I, I Out of the two Are you left, in with this, Michael? Martinez and Dowd. Okay. I'm not I, told, alone. I told you, I don't pay attention to, I'm like the worst. I'm, I'm not alone in this one. I don't, I don't actually know who won. You don't? Is no, it down don't. to, is it down to Goose Stolen someone? No, no it's, it was uh, Martinez it's and Dowd. It's down Dowd's. to Arlo Dowd and. Um, it's still not done? No, it is. Okay. And uh, what's the last game? Is. I didn't hear what yeah, it was. Yeah, sure. Why not? I, I'm assuming Arlo won because he doesn't even know who the other dog was. Nope. Oh, Hank. Hank Martinez. Hank Martinez. So, just a little fun fact here it took almost 45,000 votes throughout the entire tournament to crown a winner. Wow. And I would that like to. How many people care? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was people voting over and over again. But can we get a drum roll? No. That's the worst drum roll ever. The winner of the 2017. Bark Madness Championship, Arlo Down! I think most of that was because Jesse Cohen was backing him. So oh, and uh, of- he won by the narrowest of margins of 51% Point of one? votes. Oh. Oh, well, not, well, not, well, not a Dennis win, but not. only the truly skilled can Jesse win. Jesse Cohen small made that happen. <laughs> yeah, he did. He made that happen. He yeah. even changed his name to include Arlo, Arlo the King's Men. That's pretty funny. Of the podcast for the month of March. So good I job, think, Jesse. I think you made that happen. Jesse. Way, way to rig yeah. it. Yeah. Way, way, <laughs> way, to, way to use media hey, influence. Hey, hey. To That's win. all fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Should we? Uh, I mean, it's the last time we get to do it. Should we go over the upcoming week? Do it. Stat. Uh Thursday is Retribution Thursday against the Flames. They are 44, 31, and 4. They can go kachuk themselves. Yep. Fuck them. <laughs> Des is taking credit for that now. No, I'm not. It was good. I'm just using it because it's so good. It is. <laughs> uh, they have a plus six goal differential. Uh, 5, 5, and 0 oh in their last 10 uh, in 2014 and 4 on the road. Then on Saturday, we see the Black Ho- Black Hawks, not Black Hawks, sorry. Dennis, calm down. Uh, they are 50, 22, and 7. So excited. Uh, plus 37 goal differential, 6, 2, and 2 in the last 10. 24, 12, and 2 on the road. They're pretty damn good. 
And, and that is Bob Miller night. Yeah, don't sell Miller your tickets for that night. night. Come no to that night. Kidding. Come unless, to that night. Bob Miller ticket, deserves I'll go. it. I'll go. <laughs> Are you volunteering for a free ticket? Yeah, yeah. If, you, <laughs> if you're going to sell a ticket <laughs> or get rid of it. so noble of you, James. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I'm here for you. Uh, Sunday, uh, last game of the season at Staples Center South against the Ducks. And I'll be there. Woo! Win. I might 43, be there. Might actually be there. 23 and 13. I feel like 3 threes is bad luck, so they're going to lose in a game seven at home. Uh, they have a plus 16 goal differential, 7-0 oh, and 3 in the last 10, and 26-8-4 at home. I'm going to drop your iPad. There it went. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. You don't need it anymore. Nope. <laughs> Could chuck it. We still have one game or one uh, show left. Anyways, uh, I- I'm going 3-0 no, because fuck it. Why not? Uh, I'm going to go... I'll go two and one. We're going to lose to the Flames because all we're going to do is just beat the shit out of Kachuk the whole time. All right. You're going two and one? I'm going to say one and two. Wow. Rainbows and butterflies are gone. Call the win. Wow. Anaheim, because fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Michael. (laughs) Not me. Your brother. My brother, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't know why he doesn't listen to me. I'm saying I'm going to go two and one, and I think our only loss will be against the Blackhawks. On Bob Miller night? So you're saying that we're uh, going to go Blackhawk down? Yeah. Nice. Well played. I'm hoping, though. I'm hoping that Bob Miller, like, I want Bob Miller to, like, just go in the locker room and be like, come on, guys. It's me. And I'm like, fuck, you're right. Okay, we'll finally play. I, I, I want to put a stat together because I think every time we have a special night, like some kind of flag raising or this or that, we lose in historic fashion, like yeah. <laughs> 5-1 loss. So I think with, with the, all the emotion of Bob Miller night, we don't stand a ch- against the Chicago Blackhawks. We don't I stand do a have one request is if we're going to lose it, don't make it close. Don't kill that man. Oh, where he's like, <laughs> how dare you? Where he's like holding on for I'm a win. I'm saying that out of respect for him. Like, like, just make it so we know we're going to lose. Yeah. yeah. It's only fair. Just give up three. No, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Th- no, seriously, the first game after he announced his retirement, he was at the game. It was a really close game. I forget who we were playing. I was just, like, I, my heart was beating down in my chest. I was like, no, just just win the game. Let's go. Bob was fine. I went to a suite. 3-1. We went and said hi to him. 3-1 Blackhawks. I just hope for one Kings. My my only hope for next season is whoever takes over for Bob Miller, the fans give him a chance. I mean, because no, like we don't have a choice. It's nobody. Happening, no. so. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, you know, rest his soul, David Courtney, when he passed away. You know, and I loved David Courtney. I loved hearing his voice. But people, I'm going to give a shout out to my man Dave Joseph. Because he's a phenomenal PA announcer, and I love the guy to death. When he came in, it was kind of mixed emotions, but it was like, you know, like, come on, guys. You got to give the guy a shot. It's not like he, you know, I don't want to sound like a dick, but he wasn't taking anybody's job. It was it was the most unfortunate situation that happened. And now with Bob, it's like, yeah, we all love Bob, and, you know, we wish he could do it forever, but... His health is most important, so it's not like somebody's coming in going, all right, Bob, you're old. Get out of here. No, it's Bob just is looking out for himself, so you can't can't be so negative to whoever comes in 
to that spot. You got to give him a chance. Like Ralph Stranzis, love the guy to death. Worked with him when I was with the Stars. Guy's amazing, and he has the most positive attitude about being in L.A. Every game I see him, he's like, oh, my God, can you believe we're here? This is fantastic. Just loving every second. Rainbows and, and butterflies. I exactly. Love it. <laughs> and like it's like it's amazing. And he does the little corny hockey jokes while he's doing play by play, you know? And you just gotta give whoever comes in a chance. And whoever does is is a brave soul because You can't replace Bob Miller. You can't. You, you can't. can't. And you can't try and do it like him. No. You've gotta be your own personality, but to stand behind that microphone next season is gonna be tough. I hear that Vince Scully's taking over. I heard Bob Miller's going to the Dodgers. Weird. <laughs> Do we Can, have you a trade? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That was last trade. <laughs> See, that was the cool thing, though, too, is that last year Bob Miller went to go visit Vin. And yeah. it was just like, oh my God, there's so much greatness in one building right now. Like, yeah. is it gonna is it gonna come down? Like, can it hold this much talent? Like you still had that interview with uh Vin Scully, Chick Hearn, and Bob Miller oh all my in one. God. If yeah. you go if you haven't seen it, go yeah. back and watch that interview because it's pretty amazing to see all of them together. What's great is that Bob Miller in that interview is like a total fan. Oh yeah. Oh, he's, yes. yes. He's an absolute fan. Like that entire <laughs> time he felt like he shouldn't be there with Vin Scully and Chick Hearn. Which it's, is crazy. To all it, of us, but. I don't know all of us, but that's how that's that's the guy he is. But yeah. that's Bob, that's Bob, and it's exciting for him to kind of have a night um, where you know it was a smart move to back off and just hold out to the end of the season, so he has a night that we can celebrate him because yeah. he's celebrated the fans for his entire career, and uh, he's been there for the fans, and he he's like, I never want to be the guy that walked away from somebody uh, when they wanted to say hello. Question for you three. Because it is Bob Miller's last, uh, gonna be his last call. Would you rather be at the we game? We actually talked about this. Did you? Did, yeah. yeah. Well, that shows Thanks I'm not listening. a fan. Did. I didn't yeah, listen. Yeah. Hey, wow. Sorry. Asshole. I can tell you, Jordan's gonna. Jordan wants to watch it live. I want to be at the game. Dennis wants to be at the game. Well. Oh, watch it live at he home. He wants to watch it at yeah, home. At he home. Wants, oh, he okay. wants to listen to Bob live. Okay. To Bob. I want to be part on of my the fandom. Transistor radio. <laughs> see, I'm gonna be. I'll be at the game on Sunday, and it, I'm curious to see. I'm sure the Ducks are gonna do something. Yeah, how will. could you not? They will. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. They, I want to be there. I want to see what they do. Yeah, exactly. And That's they, what I want to do. He was their first announcer. Exactly. Right. I mean, he did the movies for him too. Yeah, exactly. That's where he started. Yeah, That's yeah. where they started. Yep. Good if it wasn't for Disney. Bob, they might not even have a team. <laughs> or a cup. We'll take credit for that, too. <laughs> I think Bob coined. I'm, I'm pretty sure Bob coined the f, you know, flying V. Yeah. And possibly the knuckle puck. Can I ask another question? Another question? Yeah. I just want to see what you guys think. Yeah, I just want to okay. see what else you haven't listened to. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Thanks, recovering brother. from pink eye. My freaking brother. Whatever. All right. If it comes down to it, in the Western Conference Final, Ducks-San Jose, who do you want to win? Oh, my God. Ducks, easy. Ducks? Easy. That's me. I'm Ducks as well. Well, regardless, we uh, covered this week 17. Um, I'm just kidding. Was like <laughs> week, seven, week 17? That was like four months ago. Uh... And it's a tough one. Is it's it, tough. Is it, it bad to say? Never mind. I'm, I'm not going to say it because that's bad juju. I'm not going to say that I want them to die in a plane crash. That's bad juju. Oh, um, God. If they were on the same awful. plane, can you imagine? <laughs> Weird. Ah, the, their planes crash. You stay on, the on your side of the plane. <laughs> their planes crash. <laughs> 
That's bad, guys. That's really that's bad. That's not good. Uh, yeah, All right, come on, Jordan. Good. That's what why I said it. it's, it's bad juju. I didn't want to say it. And you still but you said did. it. You <laughs> <laughs> still said it. <laughs> it's that subconscious thing. I don't know. Uh, it's got to be the Ducks, I guess. You want the Ducks to win? It, it was kind of like I, I didn't want the Cubs to win the World Series because I just wanted to hold it away from them for so long. And I just don't want the... You know what? As long as they don't win in Game Seven, because I'd love that streak to continue. <laughs> That's a good point. That yeah. is. All right. Well, I, okay. So, okay, so I will amend it. If it comes down to a Game Seven, go Sharks. Go Sharks. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, neither of them are gonna win the Cup, so it doesn't really matter. But I'm I'm actually gonna go uh, Sharks. Oh. You know the only reason why. Because Cliff paid you off, you no. asshole. <laughs> no, no, he, he honestly couldn't afford me. <laughs> no, I don't. Solani's gone. I don't really have like a ton of respect for anybody on the Ducks. I respect Jones and I honestly respect Pavelski. So, but Brett Burns, he's a dick. Corey Perry, he dude. That, that's just because he wouldn't sign your shit at the All Star game. Corey Perry, Kevin BX. I witnessed that firsthand. Come too. On. He came he over to me. He's like, dead. man, Brett Burns, motherfucker. I was like, what happened? He wouldn't you, sign my shit. And I was like, oh. He signed wow. everybody else's but mine. And I was going to send it to Cliff. See, now that's personal. But let, uh, seriously, you call out Brett Burns. You're going to like, Brett Burns. But I'm going to say Corey Perry, Kevin Bieksa, Ryan Kessler. You really uh, want to go I, for that fucking team? No, I actually like Kessler. See, I'm only saying Ducks because I love the fact that San Jose is still the only team in California with well, that. Yes. I'm, and that's like so much yes. more satisfying to me, like to know that they still don't have it. I even like last season I tweeted out during the finals, I was like, I really hope Pittsburgh wins in San Jose. That way all their fans, all the Shark fans can see a Stanley Cup in person. <laughs> <laughs> I could not have been more happy. I was like, oh, my God, they're witnessing it right now, and it's not for them. This is fantastic. That's the biggest kick in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. I loved it. So, yeah, well, I think we're all – you want the Sharks. I'm, I'm really I, well, disappointed I mean, in Do you, I Dennis. really want it? No. But if you had if, to pick. If then. you had to pick, that's what I'd go with because – I'm friends with Wildwing, too, so – you know, during the All Star game, I had to take care of him. And jobs yeah. in the locker room. <laughs> Did you uh, nurse his wounds when he caught himself on fire? No, <laughs> this is a new and improved wildly. Okay. And let me tell you, that All Star, oh my God, twenty-seven mascots. You try to be in charge of that. You were in charge of all of them. Yes. Holy crap! My biggest thing was I had to anytime SJ Sharky or Wildwing came downstairs, I was like, I told both of them, I said. You two do not go downstairs unless I am with you. They're like, okay. Like, they knew. The first thing, as soon as I took SJ down, fan comes up and hits him. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> guys, like, yes, we're in L.A., but this is an NHL event. It's not an L.A. Kings event. The NHL is renting Even if it's an L.A. Kings spot. event, like, come on, man. You don't hit a mascot. What's yeah. wrong with you? That's like going to Disneyland and kicking Mickey in the nuts. Like, well, I've done that before. Yeah, yeah that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's why your picture's up before you walk in. My bad. <laughs> but, like, I just, it was crazy to me because it's like the fans are so brutal. That's... By the way, on, you look like uh, Stoli, and it's really bugging me. I'm sorry. Can you change that? No. Okay. <laughs> change your fucking face. Because <laughs> every time I want to be like, so Stoli. Oh wait, you're Dennis. Can you can you go cash some of his checks? With Aaron Andrews. So it's... Yeah, that that and his checks. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. 
I love Stoli. He's super cool, of, dude. Never mind. Seems like it. I wish we would sign him back. We need the he, face He offs. wants to play. We need the face-offs. You, the last game, or was it the last game they played? The, the first period, it was like face-offs were 16-2 for Kings. So yeah, yeah. We were winning face-offs that game. Anyway. All right. Before we go, we also have an interview from the from the watch party from one of our favorites, uh, Keegan. <laughs> so no, why, why don't we? Yeah, yeah, pretty good interview. A uh, couple great stories, Keegan. Why don't you take it away? Okay, so we have a member of the ice crew here. Uh, what's your name? Keegan. All right, Keegan. So, what has it meant to you to be representing the Kings at a 50th anniversary season? This has been the most memorable season I can think of. The 50th anniversary was incredible. Um, to be able to celebrate it with my teammates and to be able to celebrate the All-Star Game being held in Los Angeles as well. As a, as a third-year member of the ICE crew, it's been the best season so far. Um, the 50th anniversary was incredible to see how we celebrated the team's achievements and to see all of the alumni that they brought back. It's been insane. It's been an incredible experience. Very awesome. So what's what's your favorite story from the year, All-Star Game or, or anything else? What what stands out? Okay, so we had a pretty incredible moment at the Celebrity Shootout, okay? The Celebrity All-Star Game. Justin Bieber was there, so we kind of all crawled up and sat up by the glass. We had um, none other than the great one be the coach of the Bieber team, and then just... Justin Bieber blew us all a kiss, <laughs> which was kind of incredible. I would say that was pretty memorable. He also made Wayne Gretzky laugh a little bit and looked at us and laughed. And so it was kind of an epic moment. I'm not going to lie. Very, very cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, that was fun. So we're going to get out of here. Remember to review, share, and subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GIS King Show. We're still going to be doing... About once a month after after next week, right? Any so, like notable updates, we'll we'll, we'll be so, here. So be sure yeah. to subscribe so you guys can still see that. It's not going to be an every week thing like we've been doing. So we'll remind you again next week. So yeah, subscribe. Don't forget. You can visit guysinshorts.com, buy some merch. We got it. We don't have shorts still. Working on it. Because Jeff, Jeff is terrible at this. So <laughs> maybe one day we'll get shorts. James is working on travel pants for some weird reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I get crap for wearing them, but go for it. They're not shorts. You need to wear shorts, dude. It's a uniform. Wait, if you don't wear shorts, are you also not a guy? How would you know? He's tucking it back right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. All right. So for James Whitlock, Jordan Heckman, Michael Timoney, I am Dennis Wilson saying, Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go!